just got back from a fantastic vacation at a campground in southern Oregon along the, I almost said Oregon there, that was not intentional. <laughs> anyway, anyway, went camping with my family along the Umpqua River in southern Oregon. Awesome, awesome time. Great weather, nice and warm. Just had a great time. Totally disconnected from the internet. Had a big product release that was scheduled to GA while I was gone. I had no way to access the internet with, no, there was, it was like at least an hour drive. And everything turned out fine. That's the best part of it. This trip was planned a long time before this particular release slipped some period of time. So we made the trip anyway. Just sitting down today and reflecting on kind of how I eased back into things, I thought I'd just share some of the things I do. And uh, as always, curious if you have any things that you do that make keeping that vacation buzz and that new refreshed perspective alive for as long as possible. I know nothing is more disappointing and sad than to come back from vacation and just, you know, everything's going to be fine. You've got a new perspective. And then within 30 minutes of checking your email, it all goes down the toilet and you're back into high stress mode or frustration mode or whatever that mode was before you left for your trip. And then you're just doubly sad because that vacation glow is worn off so quickly. So anyway, here I've got some ideas and some things I do to try to keep that al- alive as long as possible. First thing I highly recommend is as you're leaving, just turn your phone off. I turned mine off. We left fairly early in the morning to get a jump on traffic and get a good camping spot. And so there was no reason anybody would need to reach me or call me. So I just turned it off and I knew that there wasn't going to be coverage there and I didn't want to run my battery out. But anyway, I just turned it off and put it in airplane mode. Then as we were coming home and we stopped at the first gas station to get gas and I had coverage, I did break my little rule here for briefly for about two minutes to check my email, look for that one email from one of several people saying that the release had G8 and everything was fine. I didn't see that email, but I saw an email from someone else congratulating me on the release going out. And so I knew that I was it. And so I turned my phone back off. It was kind of hard, but I did it. And I'm so glad I did it. The first takeaway here is put your plane in, put your plane, (laughs) put your phone in airplane mode or just plain turn it off and leave it that way until the next day after you get back. Now, maybe you need to to turn your phone back on to communicate with people when you get home. That's cool. But I highly recommend just keeping email, keep that email application app closed. Email is typically, you know, all the things that other people need you to do for them and uh, not necessarily, you know, what's important to you. I find a lot of stress just comes with it too. Lots of things to do, lots of things to answer, unsolved problems, all those kinds of things. Things that immediately take away that that after vacation glow. Another thing I like to do if I can is to schedule a very light meeting day or no meetings at all. Uh, One easy way to do this or to try to ward it off, I know it depends, it varies based on where you work and the culture of your company, is to set that, particularly if you can, if you can set your calendar 
just block out the whole day and set that calendar entry to be automatically decline all invites. That way, if someone schedules against that time without looking, they get an automatic email that just says, sorry, I'm busy, I'm not coming. And stealing this idea a little bit from Mike Vardy, he calls these gap days. He schedules them on either side of a trip. So if he has a three or four day vacation, it's actually a five day vacation because he takes extra time the day before he leaves, as well as the day when he returns to kind of settle back into things. I know everyone doesn't have that luxury, but even if you can do a half day or just even a mental something in your mind to just kind of set aside extra time, I think you'll find it, uh, again, keeps the vacation uh, glow alive longer. So something interesting happened last night that, that I haven't done in the past. And normally I do check my email and I didn't this time on purpose. And I was so glad I didn't. And what I what happened was I ended up spending my time totally different. I did go on Facebook and peruse the groups that I like to, you know, for some of my hobbies because that's fun and there's no work involved there. So I did do that. But what I found was because I didn't get totally sucked into email and thinking about, oh no, what about this? And how am I going to solve this problem? And how do I get back to this person? I ended up realizing that I wanted to get a really solid jump on today. And so I used that time to clean up my office. I packed my bag because I, I didn't have a very heavy meeting schedule. And so I have my bag all packed with my computer and even, I think I even partially picked out clothes I was going to wear. And I went to bed at a decent hour and at about six o'clock when I'd hoped to head out to the office space that I work from, some family stuff came up, so I wasn't able to leave until a little bit later, but I was able to get in there and get in a solid two and a half hours of uninterrupted time before anyone else showed up. And that's my absolute favorite time to be in an office space. Another thing to do the night before, so maybe just check your calendar, make sure there aren't any important meetings. And if there are some not so important meetings, see if you can get out of them or cancel them. Uh, so what I did this morning was I settled into a settled into my desk, comfortable place, cooked a cup of coffee. Um, I read a few pages of a book I've been reading. I did some journaling on like, this is what I want today to look like. Um, and then I opened the email. <laughs> And the first thing I did was I opened the email and I did a full offline sync. So the idea was I downloaded all my emails so I had it locally and then I just turned off the fire hose. So no more email is going to come in because I just want to deal with what I had. A couple of things, I, different techniques I use from time to time, these might be useful to you uh, in terms of you know rapidly mowing down that 200, 300, 500 email inbox is to first of all sort by sender and then delete, 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 delete. In my case, I had a whole bunch of uh, bug notifications for bugs that had been closed when the release had gone out. And so because those were all sorted by the same sender, I immediately deleted all them. Then sort by subject or thread. Uh, my favorite threads to come across here are the, you know, the email that came in on Monday morning with, you know, the house is on fire, the buildings, the office is going to burn down if we don't get this problem solved and, and oh no, John's not here, what are we going to do? Followed by Monday afternoon, oh, we think we found someone, followed by Tuesday, oh, this isn't a big deal, we solved it, and followed by Wednesday, all done. So those are my favorite emails to uh, 
threads to just skim and then just delete them. And then another technique here, also stealing from Mike Vardy, is to sort by date, oldest first. A lot of times those emails can easily kind of just, sometimes they're just so old and you haven't dealt with them that you can just delete them and they don't matter. Um, so anyway, there's some ideas on sorting and, and killing as much email as possible. Another technique that I use sometimes, I wish I used a little bit more, but actually sort of set it up this trip is if you've turned on an autoresponder that says, Hey, I'm out of the office. I won't, you know, get back to you. Well, a couple things in that autoresponder, just be really specific. I'm not checking email. I won't get back to you. I won't see your email until this day. And if you want to be really explicit, uh, don't plan on hearing from me until this day. I think in this case, I just said something that said I was out of the office and that I wouldn't be responding to email until uh, today, Thursday. Something I, I like to do here is set that autoresponder to, to stay on until, I don't know, a couple hours into your actual workday so that people sending you email, it sets their expectations a little bit to realize that you've been gone. And so if they send you an email, maybe they shouldn't expect a response in a couple hours because you're you know, busy deleting a hundred other emails. So take advantage of that autoresponder and, you know, write it out a little bit into the workday and then have it turn off or manually turn it off. Another thing I found really helpful to kind of picking up after being gone for a few days, particularly I find, I don't know about you, but I find particularly when I'm completely off the internet, like out in nature and I am completely disconnected. In fact, I didn't even take a computer on this trip. I just took a Kindle and some physical books and a magazine. And that was, and I didn't even end up reading them very much. So just complete lack of electronics was great. So the, the tip here was basically to just kind of leave a, either leave a to-do list of like, here are the things that need to be hit. In my case, I put some cards in Trello. And so I just had a reminder that said, just go, go look at Trello and see what's important they need to do there. That just provides kind of a nice pickup place. What I like about Trello is you can put, you know, really simple things for the title of the card, and then you can put detailed notes and links in the body of the card that fill in more information and gaps. So anyway, those are my, so I would say on a scale of one to five, in terms of a, a re-immersion re and work today, I'd give it a, probably a four out of five in terms of uh, low stress and just easing back into things and still having somewhat of a glimmer of that uh, post-vacation glow. So there are my ideas. I'd be curious to hear yours. Send them my way and uh, we'll see if we can put them on a future episode. One last thing. I'm expanding my coaching practice and taking new clients. So if you or someone you know is looking for a way to move past the things that are holding them back to reach the things that they really want, I'd love to help. And even if you're not sure what those things are, all the more reason coaching might be a great option for you. Uh, there's nothing to lose here and everything to gain. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's true. We'll get started with a free 30-minute strategy session. So if that's of interest, send an email to podcast at johnpolster.com and we'll take it from there. The strategy session is just a really nice way to uh, get a sense for what it's like to work with me, what the coaching process is like, and to see if we are a fit for working together. I look forward to hearing from you.
Thanks for listening to the John Polster Show. Notes, links, and all that other good stuff for this episode are at johnpolster.com slash podcast. If you have questions or ideas for the podcast, send those to podcast at johnpolster.com. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for the music on this podcast, which is licensed under a Creative Commons license and can be found at incompetech.com.